You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Yo, picture me rolling. Today I got one of my homeboys, actually. I'm probably closer to this cat than anybody I've had on the show. I've known him for like, how long have I known you for, dog? Like 15 years, probably? Something like that, right? Solid 15. Yeah, solid 15. I was like early 20s when we met, probably. Like super early 20s, like 21, 22, 23-ish. I was 30. Yeah. You were trans, like you were just, uh, you know, coming off a different type of career path, too. All right, so let's, let's, let's <laughs> introduce the homie. <laughs> uh, this is my homie, Anki, a.k.a. Big Bad Onks from Kush Life. We got the homie, uh, Savic Loke from Cutthroat Mafia, Kush Life fam. What up? Um, yeah, so when we met, we met through a friend of ours, one of my, one of my homeboys, Albert. And uh, we started hanging out. And you were, yeah, you were directing porn back then. I was shooting porn. Were you? Yeah. Smoking weed. Uh-huh. Still Party. rock star. Rock star Li- lifestyle. Living that life. Yeah. Um, and uh, we started hanging out, smoking weed, basically just partying together more than anything. And uh, gambling. Gambling, yeah. Being going, young. Going to Vegas. Being going to Vegas. That's funny. Damn, that's a crazy story about Albert when he uh, won all that money in Vegas and then gave it all back. Have you you remember that? I remember that. He went with my boy Nick. That's crazy as shit. Uh, well, anyway, let's talk. Let's talk about Kush Life. So we got the homie Onks here from Kush Life. We're all still rolling up, so we're a little. Everybody's kind of preoccupied, but uh. I got this wedding cake for you. That's what's up. That's what's up. Here, just about done. Why don't you spark it up for sure? Um. So tell me how you started Kush Life. Let's let's just tell everybody what the Kush Life is. Kush. Your vision for it. I know already, but you know, for the for the listeners out there, what is the what is the Kush Life? Kush Life is a lifestyle brand. It's um it's more than just cannabis, but it's the life that we live while we smoke cannabis, you know. Even though you smoke cannabis, it doesn't mean that you're a loser or a druggie or anything, you know. There's a lot of positive people that smoke cannabis, that grow cannabis, that are in the cannabis industry, and those are the people that I represent in this lifestyle. Musicians, artists, growers, you know. That that life. And it's true, too, because stoners are depicted as lazy people, but as a cultivator, I know that, like, it's funny you say that. My One of my workers today, Julio, this dude works every day, dog, seven days a week, like, for years he's been doing that, you know what I mean? And uh, he mentioned to me today, it was like, yeah, people say that I got a lazy job. And I was like, fuck you, bro. Like, I work every day, you know what I mean? For years he's been working solid, dog, seven days a week. There's no off days, that shit. Somebody's there doing something, you know what I mean? Right. Always, there's no there's no off days at facilities, you know? So it's not necessarily a lazy people. I mean, people put in work to, to live this life. And you gotta to, have passion to grow. I you have, have to. Yes, yeah. I've tried growing a few times, and it's you hard. You know, I, I got to do other things too, so I can't put all my time and effort into exactly. it. Exactly. So, so I would be a part of the grow and have a team, and then the team don't got no passion. So everybody's expecting everybody else to do the job that they got to do, and ain't nothing gets done. So, if you you know if you don't love what you do, then I don't suggest growing because that shit's gonna well, it's die. Gonna be, it's, <laughs> that yeah, shit. It's definitely not gonna go well for sure financially. 
And it's expensive. People don't understand. It's expensive and it's a lot of work. So, you know, being bad at that shit is a real recipe for disaster. All right, so back to Kush Life. Um, how'd you get the idea for Kush Life? Like, what, what was going through your head when you decided to start this lifestyle brand? And, and you know, you basically wanted to bring your life to the people, I'm sure. Pretty much. Um, I was already doing something beforehand called Kush TV, which was um, our own production company where we created original content for the internet, whether it be um, interviewing musicians or doing behind the scenes. You were actually on one of the shows when we went to Greenspan's, you did a little behind the scenes. and That's right, for the Kush TV. Yeah, so um, that deal went through. Everyone made money except me, so I was like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody made money except me and it was my shit. Yeah. That's so, kind of how that goes, right? So it happens. It happens. It was like a learning experience. Learning experience, experience obviously. So I had to keep it moving. And, you know, the next thing I thought to myself was, you know, I'm not just going to give up Kush TV just because, you know, I lost it in a fight because, you know, the battle's still going, you know what I mean? So I thought, you know, Kush life. Because that's what it is. Because that's what we live, you know? Yeah. So took that to the next level, got some logos done, made some t-shirts, started promoting some artists, some people, and getting a website. You know, just basically starting over again from step one, but kind of already having the plan in my head, so it wasn't as hard, but, you know, I had to come up with the money and everything myself because I wasn't going to take any investors or anything. So, you know, it's been like almost like nine to ten years now, but right now we're at a good place. You know, we got a little store in downtown. We got compliant marijuana for the stores in California and you know we have clothing that we sell worldwide so. that's right and it's been uh what's it been about 10 years yep yeah about, about 10, 10 years, years right so um, right when people started learning about Kush really yeah when, when people when we became very uh <laughs> they were still mainstream. smoking chronic <laughs> yeah they were still smoking chronic mm-hmm that's right because when we were met when we met you had to be pretty pretty like either have money or be deep in the game to be smoking OG like that because it was expensive as fuck still. When we met, I was selling BC. Mm-hmm. It was like Everybody four was selling grand BC. a pound. It was still four grand shit. a pound. Yeah. yeah, that shit was bomb. It smelled like Christmas trees and mm-hmm. shit. But, you know, um, the hash plants are the juicy fruits. That's what mm-hmm. it was. Tree, that BC right? bud. <laughs> People don't know about that. That's too too far back. So basically, all you smokers are fucking spoiled now because back in the day, I started smoking stress, like seed popping, like blunts and like real like dime bags and shit. And then when Chronic came, which was like the oh oh a great step up from 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 stress, but uh, it uh. It definitely wasn't what we got today. You know what I mean? It was that Arizona fucking. Yeah, that was like the pretendo. I remember that too. So it was like green. That was basically green stress that was unpressed with fewer uh, fewer seeds and shit. Yeah, that shit. The pretendo. That AZ. No seeds, please. Mm-hmm. For everybody today, you guys are blessed. <laughs> you guys super, don't know. super blessed. Well, yeah. now, you know, people smoke. It's a business, you know. It's an industry now. When we was doing it back when we was growing up, like not everybody had access to marijuana or fire you know everybody's smoking like sass and shit with seeds in it until you met me and i gave you some fire yeah <laughs> you know it's true like out of 10 people only like three people have fire you know what i mean like, if that and it was like a weird thing too because it was still like super 
super black market, so it was like, it was a weird exchange, you know? You didn't want to be too open about it because you didn't want to be <coughs> buying weed from no fucking narc or some shit like that. Yeah, the lifestyle back then was not the same. People was just real quiet about smoking marijuana. They didn't see any health aspects of it. Just They just thought, like, we were smoking high for fun and, you know. Yeah. They didn't even see that we was getting money doing it. You know, they was like, oh, look at these dumbasses. But we was getting money, you dumbass. <laughs> hey, they say money don't grow on trees, but definitely does. Yeah, we, we found that to be uh, to the contrary. <laughs> What's this I'm smoking right here? Cause That's that Kush Life wedding cake. That's yours. Did you try it? Yeah, I did. I hit it right before you. Here, try this. This is that uh, rainbow chip. What do you what do you got over there, Sebi? The one you gave me, it was that. that rainbow chip or the OG? Ah, oh, the rainbow chip. The rainbow chip, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, it should hit good. Tasty. What is rainbow chip. Rainbow chip. Tastes yeah. kind of like rainbow, but with chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's got that mintiness to it. it. It's like a mint chocolate chip cookie with some sherbet behind it. Like I just Real got a scoop of some ice cream right here. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, we like that one because... It's tasty and it's got a different flavor, but it hits too. Like that shit smokes, so it'll get you what high. Size is this one? Yeah, that's a that's a big ass joint right there. That's it's a, a savage right there. Yeah, that's a savage grow right there. That ain't there. no amateur Last hour two. amateur hour joint right there. Learned that from Be Real. Shout out Be Real. Hey, shout out to the homie. Really, the 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 pioneer of this oh, weed this life shit. Cause that's him and really Jerry, Jerry K. If you guys know about marijuana, Jerry K. Yeah, Jerry K. Too as well. Um, you know, people that were pioneers in the game. You know, front runners and, and basically pushing, you know, Cypress was really responsible for what we see as the platform for this because they were the first people to come into the public and be like, yo, on some real like weed shit. And they had a big ass platform because they were playing, you know, rock shows when rappers weren't even like, you weren't, you couldn't cross over like they that. You weren't playing festivals. for hundreds. They were playing festivals, they bro. Broke all the barriers. They broke all the, all the barriers, bro. And at the time, they were known, like, B was known as, like, one of the best MCs in the game, period. Funky feel. Yeah, you know? Still is one of the best. I he think. really is. Still is. And he's a grower, too. So he's Dr. Green Thumb himself. That's right. And he's hey, a Dr. Man. Green Thumb. Yeah, B, B, uh, B has definitely done his thing. And, uh, shit, I'm just happy to, you know. Hey, that motherfucker's so cool, dog. There's been plenty of times where, like, uh, I would go with Dietrich to a Cypress show. They'd be doing sound check or something, and D would be like, "Yo, B, let me see the keys to your truck. I want to go roll the homeboy some of your, some of your OG and smoke them out." And this fool was just like, "Yeah, shoot it, like, no problem." Like, who does that, bro? That's right. You know what I mean? Like, but that's how cool that motherfucker is. It's like this is when OG's like seven hundred dollars an ounce probably too, and it's like he's the only one with it basically. And it's yeah. like, yeah, go ahead, take your little homeboy to my truck. And smoke them out with my stash and just bring my keys back. It's all good. Don't trip. Yeah, it's like, but get the fuck you're out not here. just anybody. Huh? You're not just anybody. I mean, to him, I was just anybody you're at that so time. Assassin. That's Part true. Part of the too. family. Yeah, I mean, you know. Ah, most people don't know. You know, you got roots. I do, I do. Thanks to the big homie. I mean, my big homie is family, family. So, you know. That's right. I remember when I just started Kush Life. Pinochle, the big homie Pinochle, took me on to the Be Real TV show right there on downtown on Spring Street, right above um, LA Cafe. And we did, we did a little interview there. Did you? Yeah, we were yeah. one of the first guests, and that's when I guess he saw us on there, right? Oh, yeah. Right? So, yeah. So, me and Unconnected around that time. We've that's been, what's up. Yeah, you guys have been rolling since. together pretty heavy for a while. Yeah, yeah, pushing the Kush life. Yeah, that's right. Because <sighs> um, every time I run into you guys randomly, 
y'all are there. I remember I ran into you at that show that one time that uh was it like 805 Oilers Fest or one of those yeah. one of those shows like that. I ran into you guys. You guys had a booth there. Um we got to push that brand. Got to start grassroots. Can't that's what it is be, too, you know? you know what I mean? I'm not We got so many joints going around. I don't know how to That's right. Which one to hit and which one to pass and which one to hit. That's usually how it is. I like That's right. Yeah. They're all good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you brought me this dope ass design today. Uh you got the Kush Life mask. I mean, you know, you Kush Life God, you got Kush Life everything merch wise. But uh that Murakami uh COVID nineteen uh uh special was the That fuck shit Bill is pretty Gates. lit. Yeah, fuck Bill Gates. Is that how oh, you feel? That's how I feel. Yeah. I feel like I shouldn't have to have mandatory vaccinations if I don't want to just because you're scared I'm not scared you know like I mean it's nothing should be mandatory as far as like a personal health nothing, outlook yeah. you know what I mean I don't feel I feel the same way in that sense that I don't I don't feel like anything should be um pushed on anyone no nah, because it's yeah. very first of all let's just start off with it's unhuman and, and inhumane and it's also very un-American in a lot of ways because like you know Definitely. It's supposed to be the land of the free where you have the freedom to choose to say what you want and to choose the religion that you want and to, you know, we're supposed to have an open discussion. So to just say that everybody has to do something. Not right. Yeah. And I mean, there's obviously a long line of other reasons why I believe that that shit is bullshit too. But just to start off with, it's very un-American. Definitely. Um, so how has this affected, uh, how has this affected business for you? I know you have a shop downtown. Um, um well, you know, um, we're still pushing. We got the homies out there at Higher, Dist Higher Vision Distribution in Palm Springs. He, he, yeah. It's a shop out there right by the airport. Mm -hmm. And um, they just opened and they're carrying LA Kush and Stizzy's and Kush Life there as well. So, you know, I'm still looking for more vendors and stuff, but um, we only want to have the best stuff out there. So lately with, you know, the coronavirus and stuff, like some of the grows, they've been having trouble getting supplies and this and that and whatnot that they need to have a successful business you know so um i think everybody's being affected by it yeah i think so too uh i was just downtown at the originals um la and uh they were telling me that just the social distancing of the trimmers and having to cut their trim teams down from 20 to, to like eight or nine at a time has basically put their production like you know what I mean? It's just like cut in half. Yeah, I mean they're just they're tied up. You know what I'm saying? And these guys have a lot of room, so I mean they're trimming, they they trim regularly, and to cut that, cut that time in half because you got to separate people and build build new rooms for them and and do things differently. It's like it's definitely put a crunch in the whole the whole production chain for their business, and I'm sure everybody in general. You know what I mean? Have you seen that the retail the retail business has been less since uh? <laughs> Less traffic and everything downtown, probably as well, right? Yeah, right there by my shop, um, pretty much everything was shut down for the last two or months or whatever, except McDonald's and Jack in the Box and all that other nasty stuff. You know, they're gonna keep all that open, but they're gonna shut down. You know, small you know, businesses. Of, <laughs> that, crazy, right? It doesn't make any sense. I feel like it doesn't make any sense, know, does it? Just doing it to destroy the middle class. And, Another subject. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like to, uh, you know, I feel you, dog. 
we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll snap knuckles on that and then change the subject because people get their feelings hurt a little bit. I would never know. I've been in the studio rapping. Shut it's, up, for real? Yeah, it's nothing great, but you know, just you've been rapping. Just some stuff to promote the brand. That's you know, what's up. Just that's just, what's up. Just to you know, be creative and and something. You know, that, uh, Dietrich's been trying to get me to rap lately too. Oh, yeah, hey, we should start a group, dog. We'd be like the oldest rap group in history, probably. We'll be like like the oldest new rap group ever. <laughs> like that movie, Grown Ups, but the like, rap group. That would be dope, dog. That might be there. Might be a movie in that. End up being like the new Cheech and Chong Loki. Well, I feel like um, in our industry, um, as far as entertainment, there's plenty more that we need to be doing as far as uh, even like um, going around and visiting different groves and doing yeah. tours. And <coughs> yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. Community, you know exactly. I mean? And uh, yeah, I found that that's my that's my actual passion. You know what I mean? And obviously, I'm going to cultivate and I'm going to do other things and, and I do that. But uh I like the media aspect of it, and I think it's, it's like wide open still. You know what I mean? Obviously, B paved the way with Be Real TV and yeah. and and uh, being the first space for cannabis to be featured in a positive light. You know what I mean? And uh, and all the stuff that can come from that. But there's still so much lacking information out there. And like just like you said, like you know, doing a tour of a licensed facility and showing people that this is a family operated business. This isn't some huge company that is crazy. You know what I mean? This is a family owned operated business. This is the you know, these are real people and this is who this cannabis product is coming from and they dedicate their lives to providing you with with yeah. good, fresh, clean, quality cannabis, you know what I mean? And I think that that's good for people to to drop the stigma. Well, of the thing is they all the started off as a little they probably all been growing their whole life and then and then the legal aspect of it came about and all of a sudden they had to just rearrange the way they do business, you know. It's but, been interesting cuz a lot of the people that branded early like, a lot of the big guys didn't brand for a long time because, I mean, you know why. Because if you had a big-ass black market business, why the fuck would you want to put your, your name on it? You know what if I'm you're saying? you're making $20 million a month, why would you want to go legal? Exactly. <laughs> That's like some, you know, somebody's going to stick their hands shit. directly in your pockets and take half your shit, basically. But it's, Yeah. Um, I understand. But so it's know. interesting, the brands, that the dudes that did brand early and had a brand and a following, um, I felt like they did really well in the transition into into uh, the white market that we've seen. Like, a lot of little guys have kind of taken a good a good place. And it's still wide open, I feel like. What about you? I mean, it's it's no, it's like, clear-cut favorites yeah. in the branding market in the cannabis industry, I don't think. No, because whoever's here right now might not be here later, you know what I mean? It's... It's a developing market, and there's a lot of people with money that are investing in this market. And pretty much it's just like any other market. If you come in here and you start monopolizing because you have the most money and you're buying out all these other companies, and next thing you know, you're the best, but you don't care about quality and everything sucks. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I do. I know exactly what you mean. A little deep. No, little kidding. deep. No, it's all good. We've, we've actually, this is the first time that I've, like steered away from cannabis and we've even talked about like uh any of the little the you know the real life shit that's going yeah. on right now because this is a weird time well it's real right now i'm always super real. About the real yeah know? that's true too you always have been like that and then obviously off air when me and you have personal conversations we've always gotten deep and and been fucked up and gone off onto we have similar views on on a lot of things obviously yeah. And you know, I don't make this shit up. This shit is what makes sense to me. Like, these are the way that I form these ideas in my head. And you're a free thinker in the same in the same sense. So 
you don't necessarily take everything as face value or what they tell you because you know that that shit's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Like the media, they tell you what they want to tell you. I mean, look, yeah, you've, but who owns the media? Exactly. <laughs> you've transformed your life a couple of times, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you went to prison. I know you did some time. I used to do a lot of drugs because I used to sell drugs, so I had it all the time. So everybody would be like, yo, where are you yeah. at? Let me get some. I come down. And then next thing you know, it's daytime. And I'm like, fuck. But, you know, it was a lifestyle, and I enjoyed it. But, you know, sometimes you got to know when to, like, change the game you know what i mean you can't be yeah. doing the same shit you've been doing 20 years ago so i mean your life path is uh yeah. your life path is pretty crazy i mean you came to you came to the states political asylum um yeah you, what year was that um 1975 yeah was, uh, um and, fields in yeah you, exactly and uh and your dad didn't make it no he didn't make it and you came over with your mom and you guys built a life here which is i'm sure incredibly hard for her yeah, it was hard for her, but she had a lot of support because of my grandmother. She was pretty much, um, you know, the head of the family. And she had seven kids, and she put them all to work. Um, you know, I know um, it's kind of stereotypical, but, yeah, uh, she opened up a donut shop, and my uncles hey. worked there. And, yeah. You know, um, everybody kind of, like, um, enjoyed the freedoms of being in America, you know, I mean Big difference from Cambodia, obviously. Well at the time when we left I heard it wasn't even bad It was only bad because these people came in and committed all these crimes and murders and Genocide, you know, but before that like Cambodia was like a thriving um, country that was you know a leader in the Southeast Asia, just, you know, like Thailand and all the rest, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then from the inside, politically, they got taken over, and it's pretty sad, you know? Like, uh, I don't know the whole story, but it's pretty much um, can't trust nobody, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. your own people kill you, so. How, like, how old were you when you guys came? Um, I was only 10 months old, so I don't really know much because I grew up, Americanized and yeah. stuff, as you can tell. But as I got older, I started researching a little bit, thinking about it more, and yeah. and and appreciating it, and you know, and knowing that you're really the American dream, basically. Yeah, like, I mean, like literally, I, the, that's what it is. You know what I mean? At, to be able to come to this country and flee because of political asylum, because of uh, yeah. a a fucking basically an evil dictator taking over. And and committing mass murder on his own people too, at that in that sense, yeah, you know what I mean. So it's really sad, not for just me, but my people. You know, like I feel for them because that's why I always want to go back and do something, bring like this lifestyle over there. Any way that I can help develop my country and my people, I will do it. You know, because um, they're into like hip hop and break dancing and all that yeah the so. culture is is traveled to asia and yeah, uh the hip-hop culture and even like the even like the south side like chicano culture is yeah. huge in china you know, and japan right. and oh, uh, I, my first my first run-in with that was from cartoon was like from hearing how he would go over and tattoo all the yakuza's and shit like yeah. i don't know if i told you the story but i was getting tattooed by cartoon and uh we went to j-town right there um and by his shop and uh, we were eating Japanese food. And uh, so this fool taught himself Japanese from being over in Japan and tattooing for so long. So, like, 
the craziest look I've ever seen a Japanese woman give was when Cartoon started ordering for us in Japanese, and she sees this like, it was him and his, uh, it was him and his uh, apprentice at the time, Chavo, and like, I was impressed too, but like the look on her face as she's trying to like not be shocked and still write down this this like. This essay's fucking order in Japanese, you know what I'm saying? I could just see the look on her face, like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, Cartoon is uh, a talented motherfucker. That fool put me up on game on a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? He's one of the first people to open my eyes to Tony Robbins too, because he was a big, uh, he was a big Tony Robbins guy. And I never really took Tony Robbins serious, but when Toon told me that, I obviously had a lot of respect for him. And knowing like his background from the streets too, I was like, well, if this dude is taking this dude serious, then maybe it's something I gotta look into. You know what I mean? It's cool to, to to have those experiences. Yeah, I'm right. always looking for a good mentor or somebody that I can have like a positive conversation with other than, you know, just talking about pussy or something. You know what I mean? Like I need yeah. like like I need to know motivation like, or something. What the fuck do I need to do to get to the next level? You know what I mean? What like, made you transition what made you transition out of the adult film industry? Um, you know, did you I get bored, or I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I, I guess that's not a bad job to have, right? To become a camera operator, and I know that your backstory on how you even got into that, which is why I'm saying, you kind of are the American dream. You know what I mean? To come out and if I want it, I want to get it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I believe in the laws of attraction. So there you go. I talk about that a lot you know, too, because I, I mean, I believe I receive. That's it. If you stay positive about shit and no shit's gonna work its if way I'm out, then you bring think it to something you. Something you know? else, then I'm gonna get something else. You know, that's just how it works in life. Like, if you believe in something, and that's how, that's that's your world that you're living in. You, know, you can I'm manifest a, anything you want yeah, and like, shit. Just, I mean, we really are. You know. You know, we're we're our own type of God and well, our I've own seen sense. myself. They said we were bottom. created in his image and that means that, you know, we can change reality ourselves. Definitely. To be able to yeah. think something into an existence and obviously you gotta put some work in and follow through and, and you know well, the but the thing is when you put it in existence then you start moving in that direction and everything you do will be motivated. Not Yo, for all the kids out there listening that feel uneasy or unsure sometimes or not sure what direction they wanna go into, like you just got to have faith, bro. Like, cause yeah. if you find a path and something that you're passionate about and you make a plan and you try to stick to the plan and follow that through, then at the, at the least, even in a failure, you're going to learn, you're going to learn from it and be able to continue to go on. But, uh, you know, you could change the, you could change the world. You could literally bring something into existence that, you know, has a lasting effect. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like what I bring is like art and then. I bring not just art, but I'm an artist that knows how to make money with my art. You know That's what I right. mean? So it's like which is which is rare for artists, obviously, because yeah. you know. But uh, you always have been too, and you've been able to get it in any way. Like you're just a hustler, dog. There's no <laughs> if ands or what's about it. Yeah. I've known you for long enough to know that I've seen you have multiple different hustles, personally. You know what I mean? We you spend as enough well, time to you as me, well. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we always have a good time. So, we do have know, a good time for sure. Like the most amazing times I probably, you know, think about. This fool used to take me to these parties. I got my girl right here, so I don't even want to oh, get like, too much into it. But this fool used to take me to these like porn parties. And I never really did anything anyway, so it wasn't crazy. But like, I didn't do anything either. But this fool was in the industry, so he would take us to these parties. And it was like literally like just the shit that... It's some movie shit anyway, but this fool would have, he was like the, he was the connect for like the crazy ass, like adult film industry. (laughs) All the directors. Yeah, yeah. I remember when Jenna Jameson called me to come get, bring her some, um, 
wiping hands and all that shit. <laughs> I came and she was getting fucked on the bed and I was like, oh, what the hell? It was in like a Malibu mansion. It was cool, you know? It was, it was no big deal back then, but when I think about <coughs> you think about it now, it, it was funny, you know. So. We've definitely had some 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 extreme life experiences that most people don't don't realize that shit is even really like that. You know what I'm saying? And you've been able to like navigate. Like I've been these through worlds. hell, but I've been like a good person there. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I'm not out there like doing fucking like sick shit. You know? Yeah, I'm no, you keep like, it. You keep it, you know, like, keep it gangster, but keep it professional and, and just, it is what it is. That's the, that's the. LA's crazy, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> the hustle, you just you know? gotta navigate through life, and that's the road I took and went through, and this is where I'm at, you know. What's, uh, what's on the, what's up next for Kush Life? Where do you, where do you see the, the business going in the next, you know, the near future and the far future? Like, what's your, your, your you know, two-year plan, and what's the, the long-term goal? Um, well, I hope to put some more artists on our label and then do some tours, get into the music industry. Yeah. Um, just spread the brand out worldwide and be able to offer more, you know, just um, events. But I don't know how that's going because um, I was just supposed to have, like, two events in April, 420, and yeah. an event at Coachella, but we had to cancel that. So, you know, it's just a big risk, but, you know, we're always going to have to take risks. So, I mean, look, you can't shut do, down the world know? because, because we can't hide, playing. bro. Yeah, we can't, we can't just hide. We can't just hide from our problems in a sense. And it's not like we got to be educated. And, moving, yeah, know? bro. I mean, it's like, look, this thing is, you know, what damage has this done? We haven't even seen yet. You know what I mean? Realistically, like nobody long term. <laughs> huh? Nobody yeah, died. I mean, you know, I mean, people die. It was the same people that was going to die anyway. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that is definitely one, one outlook on that. And to be honest, I know to not they trust said, They just said it. CDC just admitted it. You what? You could look it up that they said some of the, um, some of the stats were, were falsified. Fa- were falsified. Yeah. So that's a true statement coming so out of the company that, say? you know. What am I going to, what am I going to think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of money involved, and anytime money gets involved, it's all insurance money. All these rich people been getting richer. They said that all the billionaires made fifty more billion this fucking past three months. You know, the Amazon, all that shit. They came up. Everybody's buying video games, flat screens. It's been cracking. With their fucking, instead of investing their stimulus money on some <laughs> crypto. Oh no, the market is up too. It's been good. It's been good for the cannabis stock, uh, cannabis world as well. I've been uh, investing in stock. And yeah. Crypto. Um. All my money. Tesla stock did really well. Yeah. And gas ain't worth shit right now too, so it's, it's only going to continue to go up. Yeah. It's it's interesting what the the effects have been. It's also been good for cannabis in the in the white and black market because the price is up and. Like you said, you're having yeah, a hard time finding good product. Yeah, exotics is like twenty eight hundred right now. What, Fuck, what are you bro. About? Like, how much is that I mean, ice cream cake? You just we just smoked. Like in the fourth we today or tomorrow? <laughs> Four thousand today <laughs> or tomorrow? <laughs> uh, the the I feel like the market will probably be in the mid threes, like in the next month or so. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, and like and the thing that we're seeing now is not just that it's in the mid threes, but the demand is so high that like the payment is being is is coming 
you know what I mean? Like people are basically willing to to put big bread up to to buy product right now because it's so scarce. So supply and demand is definitely uh, supply and demand. Yeah, is is definitely in effect right now. But uh, yeah, like the market's at around three thousand, and I mean a year and a half ago it was at like fifteen hundred, mm-hmm. and like at fifteen hundred cultivating um, fifteen hundred dollars a pound. Was it worth it? It's not, I mean, it's, it's still profitable, but it's not like for the amount of work and labor that goes into it, it's tough, bro. And a bad, a bad room or a bad run would basically put somebody out of business or could like financially cripple them for the foreseeable future. You know what I mean? Um, the 3000 range is really nice because people are able to, uh, able to make money again and, uh, live, live comfortably, you know? Yeah. So they deserve it for their hard work. I mean, it's but, a it's you know, a labor of love. The customers like are gonna have to start paying a hundred dollars an eighth pretty soon. You're saying because hundred dollars an eighth? Yeah. I don't know if it'll go back up that high, but like the fifty, 80, the fifties and sixties is gonna be a reality. Sixty-five for it's sure. Already, exactly. yeah, fifty. Is it? I mean, pretty much. If you go to yeah. a shop after. Well, it's more um, than that after taxes. Yeah, yeah. It depends on where you're at, but yeah. I'm talking California, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're an essential business, but not because they feel like we're essential because we have the highest tax rate in the world for any type of product ever in the history of products. <laughs> they were like, y'all, y'all, y'all could do this, but, you know. We're going to tax you. We're just going to take half. How about that? They <laughs> took. Might as well take more than half. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's that's really what it is. And and you know what? I'm not mad at it. I understand it's it's a, it's a you know, a new a new frontier, and I want everybody to get get some of the the good benefits of cannabis but we just got to be realistic about shit and then they well, need to give us some of the benefits in business that they give to other businesses as well you know what i mean like definitely um i actually have a new hemp business um me growing indoor uh hemp in palm springs we just built oh, the facility nice. me and my partner we're gonna do some breeding and some uh some uh you know some super high quality indoor cbd hemp uh low thc stuff for people so that was cool. It's a new, it's kind of a new frontier there too, because I mean, when we were going through plan check and everything like Riverside County, nobody's done that yet because I could tell they were copy and pasting the cannabis, the cannabis guidelines basically for the buildings and shit. I was yeah. like, oh, I was like, nobody actually did this before, huh? Well, I was my like, okay. Buddy, my buddy, like I said, higher vision. He's right there by the airport. Yeah. In Palm Springs. Yeah. I got to hook up with him. Yeah. Let's get it. Um, he'll distribute your products. And um, he has his distribution right next door, so he's retail and distribution. So. For uh, for cannabis, for THC stuff. And CBD. Does he sell too. CBD? He yeah. sells, sells hemp stuff as well. Perfect. Makes yeah, there's a lot of yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get that. I'm not mad at that. But also, what's great before all this, I don't know, but like hopefully everything goes back soon. But they're starting to open consumption lounges in Palm yeah, Springs. Yeah. yeah. And, um, My boy Manny from Green Dragon has yeah. has one on the strip down there. They got a building, so the I shop above it. Too. Yeah, I mean that's the dream, right? Yeah. I mean that long term, that's always yeah. been the dream is to have like the Amsterdam style cafe where you can like smoke. It won't be and hard chill. because you know, like I said, um, we could have the brand and then we're open for investors and we could get the licenses. It's just a matter of. Oh, uh, for everybody listening out there, hit hit onks <laughs> with the with the investment uh, for the Kush Life. We could have like a. Kush Life Smoke Lounge. Hour Kush Life. Lounge, yo. Smoking dabs. Yeah. Music. Massage. That. You know, just come in and live <laughs> everything ends. Kush Life, basically. Because that's, that's, what, that's what the Kush Life really is. Yeah. And to have a place where you can 
totally feel like totally one, wow. it's, it's gonna be like going to Starbucks, but instead of going to Starbucks and you know you go and smoke your weed, I'd ra- way rather do that. Bro. You know what I mean? Open up yeah, your laptop, do some work, whatever you yeah. want to do. Like if I could smoke at Starbucks, like if I could have that coffee shop like weed thing, because I'm a coffee Definitely. dude too. So yeah. coffee and weed is my shit. If yeah. I could go to a coffee shop and chill out and, and smoke. smoke a joint and break up and like Definitely. have yeah. a little enclosed, uh, compliant smoking patio or whatever, that's like that's the most epic shit ever. Yeah. You could open one downtown. Yeah. That's gonna happen, huh? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean downtown is how popping is they downtown. They already have that shit in um, Hollywood. Yeah, they do, and eventually LA is gonna open up. The Hollywood is in West Hollywood, and West Hollywood kind of is so far ahead on the legislation and shit. Getting anything done in in the city of Los Angeles is like fucking pulling teeth. It's kind of like you just do it. <laughs> Nobody, yeah, I mean nobody's out there regulating shit. Well, you wonder why. This is why a black market thrives in a situation is because you make it too hard for people to do things legitimately. And if you you make it too hard on people to do things legitimately, then there's going to be people that aren't afraid to do them illegitimately. And that's where you have the whole thing. Yeah. Like had they have just licensed all these fucking shops, we wouldn't be in the same scenario that we're in right now. They tried to rape it for as much as they could. I'd still have. And in turn, they probably they probably ended up costing the tax the, the 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 tax money because. Think about the black market is so huge. What if yeah. you just licensed all these business? You want a piece of the black market. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, well, everybody wants a piece of the black market, but that's a whole other well, episode. Saying, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's American, that's American history. All this shit is built off of, off of vices. Market. I mean, yeah, every business was doing illegal shit to start, believe it. They was on some... some China's run out of illegal businesses. Come on. I mean, world. I mean, what? Yeah, what? That's a very. What about slip. all these wars? Are they legal? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I guess it depends on who. Uh, it depends on who, who wins. <laughs> um, I support our troops, though. I support our troops, but I support all troops. I support people that are that are uh, definitely, definitely. fighting for their people, and I feel like they're, in most cases, their their heart is in the right place. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I think right now things are doing. Real good, cause yeah, I'm I, I'm excited about the future, like post COVID. Um, obviously, I've been working because, you know, cannabis has been essential, and we've still <laughs> been in the grows and shit like that. But uh, I just feel like, you know, the world's full of opportunity, and and it's made us move a little bit differently, and obviously, you know, harm some people's lives. But I look forward to. Me and my girl went to Santa Barbara yesterday and like ate at a fucking restaurant for the first time in two and a half months. And that shit was crazy because like we were sitting there having a fucking mojito and like a and like a drink. And I was tripping out because like that's like a fucking big deal now. You know what I mean? It's been like two and a half months. And it was like we were walking down the like State Street in Santa Barbara and there's people out with their kids and and just people walking down the street. Some people do. Some people didn't. Like half the people were wearing masks. Half of them weren't. But I mean, I feel like that's another thing that should be, that should be looked at too. Like, come on, bro. Like, what is the, what is a mask really stopping in, a, in the sense nothing. of a? It, it ain't saving nothing. nothing. It ain't it's keeping it's nothing in. I mean, look, bro. I was at the beach yesterday. Everybody was it was chill. It was not, yeah. I, I was I mean, at the beach spot, but there was a lot of people out. Some people had masks. Some people didn't. Some people don't. I feel like it should be something that is that is a is up to you. It's optional. not mandatory, but yeah, it's optional. optional. If you feel like more comfortable wearing a mask in yeah. in that situation, then you know who am I to tell you what to how to think or how to feel about your health, you know what I mean, in that situation. Yeah. And if you're that worried about other people not doing it, then stay in the fucking house, bro. Yeah. It's your free will to, <laughs> to do what you want to do, you know what I mean? And don't give nobody a ticket if you're not wearing a mask. Yeah. I mean, if you're crazy. scared to get AIDS, don't 
fucking asshole, you know. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that, that would, that's probably, fuck. that's probably. There's more people that die from fucking getting, hitting cows in the fields, driving in the middle of the night than COVID-19. Wow. <laughs> That might be more people been abducted by UFOs than COVID nineteen. Come on, it's possible. I'm not saying <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that I know it's it's right, but it it, it could be. I don't know. <laughs> Great. Um, what's up with Cutthroat Mafia, dog? Y'all got any new music out? What y'all been doing in I, the the in last the... shit I did was um, I did a track with that fool Kodak for Unky Be Chilling. He's always at the spot downtown. Yeah, did that little video and shit. It's pretty cool shit. Um, then, where can uh, people find where can people find your tunes and uh you can go to uh, follow us on Instagram at Cutthroat Mafia Records. But actually I do music here and there and shit, getting back into it with Unks got the studio downtown. But I also got a clothing brand with my brothers called uh, Spark the Mind. You can follow that on Instagram. It's a clothing brand with just anybody coming up, just spark the mind. You can be an athletic, a rapper, this, that, just whatever. What sparked your mind, what got you going, you what got you created. So that's coming out. I already dropped my first hats and stuff like that, sold out. But this, you know, this COVID-19 kind of slowed us down a little bit. I'm going to drop my shirts, my sweaters, and all this other shit coming soon. So so look out for Spark the Mind. Spark the Mind. I like that. That's dope, too, because, uh, you know, that's really what it is. I mean, we're all, like, you know, intelligent life forms. And to get that spark and kind of, and uh, you know, see where that takes you. And everybody got a, everybody got a passion and, and a hustle, you know? Definitely. That's what's dope. Definitely. The homie over here going on Instagram Live. We should be doing more of that. I can't believe I don't do I that often. I be forgetting about shit too. I don't really like. I don't even know where the fuck my phone like is. Yeah, I know. It, it it's a little odd. I hope nobody's listening. Yeah, it's not cool. yet, but they will. Fuck. Um, so, what's going on with Kush Life? Y'all got some new, new anything new uh, popping? Everything new. Everything. Everything new. Check this out. You're gonna be big. What's your favorite strain right now to smoke? Kush Life in your mouth. Bitch. Uh huh. What's your favorite strain <laughs> to smoke right now? There's so um, many. New I just love smoking OGs all the time. Fire I love, OGs. I love King Louie shit. You know what I'm saying? That shit's fire. We like paying a little more for like. Who's that? OG Louie? Yeah. You know, Louie the Thirteenth. Yeah. That that yeah. The homies got fire, huh? You know, I just like hometown shit. Yeah, so you're an OG dude. See, this is uh, OG for the OGs. Yeah. All the flavors, and that's what you always get exotics, too. I'll smoke it, but like that shit don't even get me high. It, it don't get you high like, like the it tastes OG. good, but I want that OG. Yeah. I was yeah, I want to be like fucked up. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, OG is is the strongest strain that there is, and uh, I mean, to me, and I guess that's the public opinion for all the real smokers. You know what I mean? Nothing really hits like OG, and it's continued to hit. You know what I mean? Because like. Things get old, and OG has definitely been the strain that has... Uh, Everything derived from it, right? So, pretty much... I mean, in some sense or another, a lot of these crosses are crossed out of OG or back and yeah. forth with the cookies. That's why I kind of miss it. I kinda miss, you find Sometimes you find that far OG, but the OG from back then wasn't that watered down like today. Before, that shit was straight OG. That Kush Life? Now, now, you, now you, <coughs> you find it, you got to find that far OG, but... All these crosses kind of, you know, you got to make sure you get that one because with all these crosses now, you, sometimes you won't find that OG OG because they've been crossed so many times, you know? Yeah, it's not just that, but like genetics actually from being cut, 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 they actually, they vary, dog. So I know because I've been growing OG for a long ass time and the, the genetic is, it's, it's, it's leaning, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's yeah. why a lot of people don't run it anymore because they got a bullshit cut basically because anytime you cut from a, uh, 
anytime you cut from, you know, like if we're cutting from a room and not cutting from a mom stock or a really healthy plant, Definitely. over time, the more you cut from it, it's going to continue to get, you know, it's like multiplicity. You're making yeah. a baby of a baby of a baby yeah. of a baby. So the genetics will start to vary and you'll start to lean a different way. Yeah. And, uh, the things will change a little it's bit. It's like anything you're producing, you overproduce it, you know? It's gonna get, the quality of it is gonna go, go down. down yeah. And it's basically hasn't been, hasn't been treated well over the years. It's Definitely. been passed around and kind of like, you know. Yeah. I call OG Valley, like, I call her like, like Valley Girl, cause, yeah. um, obviously cause I'm from the Valley, but it's like that, she's like that old, that old chick, you know what I mean? That been around the block like a few times. So like in the industry, like we, Sally? like. Basically Sally, yeah. <laughs> she basically Sally from the Valley. <laughs> OG is Sally from the Valley. Hey, oh, but she still but she still hits though. And everybody oh, still fucks with her. Yeah, regardless yeah, of what they say. Yeah. That girl. That girl. Yeah. yeah. She really is. And and low key, she's responsible for she's responsible for cannabis being in the place that it is right now today I, I truly believe that you know what yeah. i mean the value of og and the stigma around it and it being like the holy grail of cannabis has definitely pushed the business forward so to, to what it is today you know top of the pyramid uh, she, the, she the baddest bitch ever yeah oh yeah and she like you know on the shelf right now kind of because people are you know fucking with all these new these new things but at the end of the day it always comes back to like the og damn money some og you get tired of the flavors the flavors are great but that OG just kicks. You want to smoke in it, you know? Start your day or go eat somewhere. You want to get baked before you walk in there? Get your food? Smoke that OG. I'm excited for the future of, like, of, uh, like, just as we learn more about terpenes and the balance of chemicals in the plant itself. Because, like, like we said, we always thought that THC translated to, to the effect. But at the end of the day, you know, OG at 20... 25% is stronger than some cherry punch at 38% or some crazy ass THC number that it's pulling off. So we find that if this, if THC isn't really what we're after, then what is it? Does it have to do with the flavor? Does it have to do with the, the combination of CBG and CBN and CBD in the plant? You know what I mean? Definitely, yeah. It's, it's cool to see that science Lost. is coming around, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. That's why I like sometimes I take dabs. You like taking dabs? I love taking dabs. Take I do. Part. I haven't been dabbing lately, but I, um, when I used to run the shop, we had a dab before dab bar. Prop 215 days. Um, now we didn't have a dab bar there, but we would have a rig. So for like all the the managers and shit, and I would, I would dab like every day for a long period of time. And we were like, we were big in the wax scene as it became a scene. So right. I probably had my hands physically on more concentrate than most people have ever seen. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Freezers and freezers and okay. freezers full of that shit. You know? That's right, yeah. So yeah, I'm very familiar, That's more right. or less. But I don't dab as much as I used to. I don't have a rig. Oh. Although I want one of those Puffco's, one of those Peaks, because they're legit, dog. They're like, pretty for cool. just, You know what I'm saying? Mine like, went out after like a week or two, you know, I smoked Did it a lot. really? Yeah, the damn thing. So they got to twist the damn little thing that comes on in. Yeah. G-Pen's got a dope one, too. I don't know if you hit the, like, the G-Pen, the, the little Rome or the little, the little Connect. Have you seen the Connect? i seen so. Yeah, yeah I've seen They're it. dope, I seen dog. I, I, I hit it on here. Um, Yola, dope as Yola, brought one. Right. Thomas. And, yeah. uh... He was on the show and he brought one and that shit is like a dab and it was dope because it's just a little it's just a little like it's basically like a it's a, like a little attachment yeah it's just a little attachment that goes on the piece and then you basically are taking dabs right there yeah it's pretty dope I see wax that. has come a long way it i remember has. the early stages of wax i'm sure you do too yeah. but it was dark i like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was dark I, re I just remember my homeboy 
with a hot ass torch, dog, roasting this fucking nail that was probably <laughs> so fucking hot, and like scraping black oil off a of parchment paper to take dab after dab after dab yeah, after yeah. dab. Yeah, and now looking dab, back yeah. on that and thinking about it, I was like, oh fuck, dog, this is a bad idea. It's <laughs> fucking um, fire. Yeah, I mean, it. people blowing themselves up. I know, like, I know quite a few people like personally Wall that have got blown up. Day, yeah. yeah, damn, that was. I'm uh, sorry. Shout My boy sent that to me. Boy. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, it's unfortunate that that happened, but you know, you don't see that many stories like before. But you used to see them pop up on the news right here in Riverside. We had a, you see them fools out there. That shit's crazy. Well, people didn't know much about what they were doing. Plus, they're potheads, so you add that to it. But when you were open <laughs> blasting, and butane is heavier than air, so like, it sits on the floor. So you would have a dude even blasting outside and not in an enclosed space. Yeah. And. Uh, he would basically be blasting outside in a backyard and it's walled off, bro. So butane sits on the floor. So these fools would blast, 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 and then be like, I'm good, I'm outside, it's no big deal, and light something or right. even right. static electricity from your phone can set the shit off because butane's the most flammable substance on earth. Wow. And all of a sudden he's in a fucking fireball outside yeah. because the basically the bottom of his of his backyard is just filled with all of the butane, butane. sitting. Sitting uh, under the oxygen. Yeah, that's crazy. I remember the stories about the dudes like blowing up their balconies and shit. I see. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, it's a. It was a dangerous job. Something that we like to outsource. <laughs> for for yeah. for good I'll reason. I'll buy it. I won't produce it. I'll buy yeah. it, but I won't produce um, it. I'll pay I'll the sell price. Sell that shit. Yeah, and I'll sell it, but I won't. I won't, I won't make now, it. obviously, with the technology and the and the closed loop systems and shit. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. It's. Uh, I toured my homeboy's facility in Palm Springs, and they basically have like a, one of the trailer type joints and a bunch of multiple trailers, and it's a it's a licensed uh, you know volatile extraction facility, a Type Seven, and it uh he was like, yeah, that's blast proof for the outside. He was like, if you're in this motherfucker when it blows up, you blowing up with it though, like you know what I mean? Like they still like that shit can still catch on fire, you know what I mean? It's still. That's it's still a volatile though. extraction, you know what I mean? It's That's usually human error. Somebody didn't screw something back in or some little dumb shit that we happen, you know what I mean, that happens and, and you know, you have a dangerous situation. Yeah. Yo, thanks to everybody for listening. Um, we just got the, the cue for the show being over. I want to thank Big Bag Onks, my homie Onky. I haven't seen this dude in a minute. Thank hey. you for coming out hey, thank this you. Memorial Day weekend. The homie Savick. But, uh, Thanks, big dog. I appreciate you. It's good to see you as well. You too, bro. And uh, too. to everybody out there, I hope you have a good, safe Memorial Day weekend. Stay high, live that Kush life, and uh, you know, stay hydrated. That's right. Stay hydrated.